0: What up everybody and welcome to another episode of The Playgrounder here every Wednesday morning, 9 AM Eastern on Dash Radio. And always, as always, you can find us on Twitter at PlaygrounderNBA. Find us on Instagram at the Playgrounder. And then you can hit us up personally at Matt Esposito underscore. And I am at Zach Wilson NBA. Matt, are you ready to get our weekly hoop chat on?
1: Zach, I am absolutely ready. Um, I'm currently staring at my phone, and it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because uh, – I don't know if do you <laughs> – this, this is going to be – I can I can tell this is going to be a great show. Um, do you follow Disney Gary Clark on Twitter?
0: Oh, I, yeah, I do. I do. I
1: know who that is. Bro, honestly, one of my favorite follows, and he's like – he's a Houston Rockets genius, and he had a tweet about Christian Wood. And I'm not trying to bury the lead here, as they say in, in journalism school – but I want to find it, and that's what I'm scrolling through. But either way, so we continue on. No, we no, to no. no, from, no. Wait no, for you. No stalling. No need to wait because um, – You pulled it up? I'll, I'll, I'm either going to get it or give up in one second. And even when I do get it, I'm not going to talk about it until later on. But either way, Zach, don't oh, we need okay. to talk about uh... – <laughs> We're off to a hell of a start. Don't we need to talk about Christian Wood? I mean, don't we need to talk about Derrick Rose? Oh, my gosh.
0: This guy said 30 seconds in. I can tell this is going to be a great show, and it's just been a mess since then. (laughs) This last minute has been, like, stalling just to realize that we don't have to stall because you're not even going to use it now to you mixing up the name of the person who just got traded. Back to the New York Knicks. Matt, what do you think about it from – let's talk about the Knicks perspective first.
1: Okay, so – I like it. I like it for the Knicks, and here's why. Um, the Knicks, as we know, have been arguably the worst franchise in basketball the past, what, five, six years, something like that. Um, and even and there are some people that argue for – and you can actually make this argument. Because they're such a major market team, you could argue they've been the worst franchise in basketball in the last 20 years.
0: Especially relative to like expectations and fan base and that kind of stuff.
1: Not just expectations, but it's it's an absolute failure for any major market team like in New York City to right, not right. have more success. Like What right? I mean so, by
0: expectations is not like right. every season that we headed into, we expected them to be top end and then they failed. It's more just, yeah, for the city of New York and a franchise like the Knicks, for them to not make the playoffs since 2013. And not even that, but it's not even come close to the playoffs. It's a, it's a yeah, failure.
1: Zach, you ever been to New York City?
0: I've been there once. I went there on New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. I don't know if I'd ever want to go on New Year's Eve. That just sounds hectic. But I did go on New Year's Day, and it
1: was pretty fun. Bro, they they like they pee in the street New Year's Eve, man. If you <laughs> yeah,
0: got pee. No you're one just... wants to leave the line because as soon as you you leave it, you're out.
1: Like there was a there maybe up until this year with the <laughs> with the 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 coupling of the Knicks being like decent and. Covid, you had a better chance in the last twenty years of getting peed on during New Year's Eve than the Knicks making the playoffs. Like I think, wow. <laughs> I think, and that's... I have
0: gotten peed on three times in the past eight years.
1: I we're gonna I'm kidding. I never have. I never. No, have. I was gonna say, but we, once we I got stung play...
0: by a jellyfish and people were like, "Yeah, just have someone pee yeah, on you," yeah. and I was like, "Okay, that's easier said than done," right?
1: There are two things I believe in, um, in terms of like on the spot health tips. I definitely think pee can help in that situation. I'm also a big fan of um, like the bacteria that's inside of, like, you ever open a yogurt and you see like the clear liquid. Yeah.
0: I hate that, that stuff. stuff. I, sometimes I dump it out. I just I get so grossed out by it.
1: Oh, I dump it, but trust me, you have pink eye or some kind of like infection. Pour that on the infection. Like, if you have pink eye, pour that into your eyeball. It's gonna sting like all hell, but within 24 hours, your pink eye will be gone. Trust me, this I've done real? it multiple times. Yes, this is real.
0: I've done it multiple times. So it's basically pee on top of your yogurt.
1: Yeah, so pee on a yogurt, mix it up, dump it in your eye, and your pink eye will be gone. Uh, Okay, Derek (laughs) – yo, that was such a – Derek Rose, okay? I love it for the Knicks, and the Knicks should do everything to try and make the playoffs right now. They should. Making the playoffs is good. And is it unfortunate that they're actually good – during one of the, literally one of the best draft classes uh, classes of all time, yes. But that is just Nick's karma. That is the price you pay for being so atrocious for the past two decades. Okay, so make the playoffs. Derrick Rose can actually actually run an offense, and maybe there's another move to make still. Like yeah. they they could still get someone else.
0: Not only are they good during um, this draft class, but they're finally good the one year where they can't have fans in the stadium. And that's how I felt about the Super Bowl, which just finished. And we don't have to talk about that because I didn't lose money or anything. But we we were just dying for a home field advantage Super Bowl. And then we finally get it. And it's the year where, you know, the fans are very limited. So that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I as soon as it happened, I was down on it for the Knicks just because I was like, wow, that's such a Knicks thing. You, you're going to take away some minutes from your young guys and throw Derrick Rose into the mix. And then I thought about it more and more. And. You know, when you are the Knicks, as you mentioned, and you have the past eight years where you didn't make the playoffs, where you're literally the worst team in the league for quite a few years, I guess maybe not the worst, but as comparison to the New York expectation, you're (laughs) really, really bad. And now you have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs, especially because the top 10 teams in the East at least get the playing game. So the Knicks have a very good shot at finishing that. Trade for a guy like Derek Rose who can finish games for you, who can help young guys, who can just play winning basketball and make winning plays. So I really like it for the Knicks as well.
1: I love it for the Knicks. I just – making the playoffs will be so good for them. And it's one of those things where it's going to help not not only their culture, but it's going to help their perception around the league. Like they're – it's this is going to happen. Like them being a free agent destination is going to happen. And it's simply because they look competent. Like all people were looking for – was a reason to move to New York City. That's it. Yeah, and now they to, have not to play for the Nets. <laughs> right, right. And now the Nets don't even have the cap space. So like the Knicks have actually an advantage of being the team in, in New York people want to sign with. Good coach. Good young players um between quickly Barrett. Obi Toppin's got to figure it out, but he's he's too athletic and 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 too much of a hard worker to not at least be a solid role player.
0: Mitchell I love Robinson, him him. I really like.
1: I like M. Rob as well. Who uh, how did you like this trade from um the Pistons perspective?
0: I I didn't like it at all, honestly. I think the return anyway. of Dennis Smith Jr. it's it's whatever to me. And that's another reason why I like it for the Knicks, is because I didn't think they gave up that much. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is better than the amount of minutes he received in New York because New York basically just threw him on the bench like he had the tightest leash ever he would go out right. there and play one bad game and it was I right, get back on the bench for two weeks so I think he's better than that and Detroit will play him because they have a big hole at point guard now with no Rose and Killian Hayes out but I feel like there was going to be so many contenders who were willing to trade for Derek Rose come closer to the deadline that you didn't need to rush this deal and you could have made these teams potentially bid against each other. Could that have came back to bite you? I guess potentially, but really at the end of the day, if you're just giving up on Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know, I just, I didn't like it at all. I think you could have gotten more if if you just waited out and were patient, but I guess they just wanted to pair Rose
1: back with Tibbs. You know what? um, You know what the thought process might have been? Like, I bet the Pistons... Going into this season, the Pistons probably went to Derrick Rose and were like, hey, listen, you know, we're going to give it, you know, give it a handful of games, right? If we're struggling, we'll find you a new home. Because, th- like, this happens. Like, a lot of guys around the league have built up um, a lot of, like, social capital that they like, can spend. And, and teams, like, also want to do right by their guys sometimes, right? It's not every trade is a scenario like James Harden where they're like, we, we just got to ship you out of town. Like, you know, I'm sure there was some stuff going on b- behind the scenes, and 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 I'm sure New York was one of his preferred destinations because he, he's played for Tibbs. He's played in New York mm-hmm. before. He's had success there. But you're right, Zach. Like, you know, I, I thought that Derrick Rose would have been a good fit on a lot of teams to try and put him over the top. Um, And, we, you know, we we could have listed some of those teams. Like, I think that he would have been a good fit on either L.A. team. Not that they need much more, but if you have that players. guy – yeah, especially the Clippers. I
0: think Utah um, really could have used him.
1: Uh, I was, I was even going to say Denver.
0: Denver wouldn't be too bad,
1: right? I like all those teams could have used him, and and he would have had a different role on each of those teams. But he would have helped them become better. Even a team like Milwaukee could have used him. Um, Philadelphia, I thought would have been a really good fit. But so it's interesting that they didn't get into a little bit of a bidding war. But it probably just lets us know that like behind the scenes, these were two camps between the Pistons and and, and Derek Rose that had a lot of love for each other, and just, he was like, hey, I want to get out, you know, send me to the Knicks, and good for the Knicks, good for the Knicks.
0: And I think that's basically what it came down to, was Detroit wanted to do right by him, as you said, they weren't in desperation mode to trade him, like, they didn't even have to trade him to a contender if they didn't want to, so they wanted to do right by him, I guess he wanted to go back to New York and back to playing under Tibbs, so uh, I guess it all worked out for both parties. Um, Matt, what do you think? About mm. the All Star Game, rough 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 opinion. Minute synopsis is, is synopsis the right word? Yeah, I think it is. Go. Yeah,
1: sure. Why not? So, what do I think about it? A lot of people are saying it's a really stupid idea. Um, I totally understand that that point of view. At the same time, I am totally ready for every single person who's calling it a stupid idea to send out their tweets about the All Star Game when it's happening. To watch every like, second of it. <laughs> right. Which is which is a really funny. Um, it's a really funny social phenomenon, right? Like people people using Twitter to make sure they make a statement that puts them on the right side of moral righteousness while at the same time um, enjoying the thing that they're supposed to be railing against. so it's it's a pretty funny thing on on Twitter that's happening. listen, i'm I'm cool with it either way. Like if the league decides to do it, they better they should do it the right way. If the league decides to do it, everyone should get should get tested. Um, and, and there should be like a long enough quarantine period. Although that, I don't think that's going to happen. If they decide to not do it, uh, I'll support that as well because putting player safety first is, is obviously important, Zach, but what are your, what are your, uh, what's your synopsis? Big word alert.
0: <laughs> so I guess it's the first time I've ever used a big word in the correct context. So one point ever. for me. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think first of all, with all the players like combating it right now, this was an agreement between the players association and the, and the league, So it's not like the league just threw this on the players. I just, I fail to believe that. I'm like, I know you'll never get 100% of the players bought in on maybe any decision. But either way, it's kind of making it seem like the league just threw this on the players, which I don't think is the case at all. As far as my personal opinion on it, I could see the argument against it. But for me, the argument against it wasn't even as much COVID related as typically you have an all-star break other than just to have fun and stuff to have an actual break, you know, have yeah. a break from the season, get the guys. Because if you just played eight months straight of competitive ball, you guys would wear out physically and mentally. So you have the all-star break so guys can go on vacation, guys can, you know, enjoy the all-star weekend, the week and the weekend with each other, with everyone, you know, kind of go out to eat, party, relax, where the, the mental toll that this year's taken, which all seasons, I'm sure, take a mental toll, but especially this season, you're not getting a break when you have to play an all-star game because sure all it is is you know you're going in a hotel and then you're going to play one game but the mental toll of following all these you know restrictions and rules and and proper orders it takes a Mm. lot it takes a lot more out of you mentally than I think people realize you know the fact that you have to worry about sitting beside the same guy and putting on a mask and kind of spacing yourself out in the locker room like I stuff like that when you're doing it every single day it takes a lot more of a mental toll than it seems like it would even if you just did it, you know for one day it doesn't seem that bad but when you're doing it for 6 months straight it can uh it can get pretty tiring so i can see the argument against it however the argument for it which is basically just money right i can see the argument for that too because you know you see the players against it like yeah we're just trying to make a quick buck or two the players are part of the people who get paid if they do this. So the players are getting more money. It's not like the league and the owners are just racking up money while the players play this extra game for no reason. They're getting extra money too. So I can see it both ways. Like you, I'll support it. If it happens, I'll support it. If it doesn't.
1: Zach, we need to stop agreeing with each other so much. Um, I do have a <laughs> feeling that we're going to, we're going to start disagreeing. Okay. First of all, but i forgot to ask you, have you ever seen, cause you were talking about the, nba players association have you ever seen any of their gear like in person no none person i bro i saw i saw tony allen i had like breakfast incidentally right next to tony allen at a boston airport a couple years ago um and it was definitely him like he definitely flew into boston to meet with the celtics for something whether it was like a coaching position uh, I don't know, or maybe just to freaking go up there and see him. Um, and we were flying to Tennessee, which I'm sure he has the home there. Okay, so either way, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm like, yo, this guy looks just like Tony Allen, and I'm starting to like, you know, check him out a little bit. I'm like, all right, he's like six four. Checking him out. Good I was checking out. I was checking out Anthony Allen. Um, Anthony Allen
0: is that his like middle name?
1: I mean, or is that, or that his full be. first name. It's got to be short for Tony. Sure, we'll go Tony's got to be short for Anthony, whatever. But – and I finally knew it was him because, first of all, he definitely had like a $20,000 watch. On, and I saw his backpack, and it was an NBA Players Association backpack. I don't know if you guys know their logo and like their gear, but it is the coolest freaking NBA. Like obviously we can never get our hands on it because I'm pretty sure it's strictly just for players. Like they Probably. don't sell it. <laughs> Yo, Zach, it is the coolest. It's a, it's black, gold, and white. Yeah, it's yeah. the coolest stuff.
0: Their logo is cool. I'm sure it just looks like a bunch of like really high-end AAU team gear. Because <laughs> like, that kind of looks like the logo an AAU team
1: would have, just black and gold. And so I, I go up to him. And by the way, he flew he flew first class. I go up to him, and, I, and I'm like, dude, anyone ever tell you you look like Tony Allen? And he goes, instead of saying, yeah, man, it's me, he goes, yeah, I get that all the time. And then just like gave me a smirk. And the smirk told me it was T.A. So it was definitely
0: him. <laughs> so you still didn't know for sure?
1: I mean, bro, it was definitely it's, it was Tony Allen. For One
0: sure. time Dominique Wilkins walked right by me, me and I didn't I didn't register that it was him until he was past me because he was coming towards me. I was like, oh, this guy looks familiar. And then he walked past and I was like, whoa, wait, that was Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't actually get to, you say don't was, to him, no. but he walked right by me.
1: You know what? We're going to leave a little teaser for the next show next show ask me to tell it's not my story it's like a story of one of my friends ask me to tell the Michael Jordan Mohegan Sun casino story for the next show okay remind me to do that okay i'll i'll try to it's remember un- That's a lot of big words unbelievable it's on un- just say Michael Jordan story it's unbelievable
0: my uh my dad was in an LA airport just last year 2 years ago it was very recent when you were allowed to fly again and right. in the airport, he ran into LeVar Ball. And then on his plane yuck. was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Not yuck. Very cool. Cap. Love that. It's Civil awesome. rights icon, by the way. Black History Month, man. We got to do some more of that. Civil rights icon. All right. Do you want to dive into our picks? Want to start with the East or the West? Because the East, Zach, I'm telling you right now. It's the hard. East has, it's so hard. And it has better it's talent hard. Top, top to bottom. I think the- I think it
0: kind of does, too. When I was running through this, I realized uh, the East might be better as far as individual All-Stars. Uh yes. so yeah, we're going to pick our All-Star teams because whether there's a game or not, All-Stars are still going to be selected. So these That's are going right. to be our picks. Uh, once again, this is the week, you know, February 10th, so our picks may change within a couple weeks. But as of right now, if the All-Star game started today and we had to cast our vote for all 12 players on each each side, this is who it would be. From our understanding, the starting lineup was uh, two backcourt, three frontcourt, and then the bench was two backcourt, three frontcourt, and then two wildcards. If we're wrong and get mad at us, and uh, yeah, we'll take it because we were wrong, but we're pretty sure we're not. So let's start in the East. Why don't you give me? <laughs> let's go like section by section. Give me your uh, starting backcourt. Two guards in the East. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So th- mine's going to be a little controversial, but I'm gonna I'm gonna win you over, and all I ask is is for an open mind. Okay. Actually, my first pick might not be uh, that crazy. So starting at guard for your Eastern Conference All-Stars, Bradley Beal.
0: Yeah, I have him, too. I was I was on the got train him. last year that he should have been an All-Star. He should have made All-NBA. Yes. Uh, yes. And people were like, his record, his record. Yeah, I he wasn't the reason his record was bad. He was the only reason his team got invited to the bubble. And now he was like, okay, I'm still not going to be in a good team. But if I'm leading the league in scoring by, like, four points ahead of who's in second – there's no There's, way you can't put me on it this year. So he's an and easy pick. You know what? Pick.
1: You know what? So the only time, in my opinion, the only time that team success should play a role in in you deciding who goes to the All Star game is if it's some kind of tiebreaker where you're like, man, I'm yeah. really, and I'm gonna give you an example of it later. But like, if you're like, man, I really can't decide. Like, should I start Bradley Beal or Kyrie? I'll go with Kyrie because the Nets are better. Like that's maybe when you should do it. But this, I'm so tired of this. This is an individual freaking award. It's to honor individuals, and I know that there is a connection between how good an individual is and how good a team is. But you know what? You could put LeBron James on the Wizards, and they're maybe a fringe playoff team. Okay, that's how much they stink on us. And
0: that's the, that's the thing. I always say the most important aspect of a basketball player or skill of a basketball player is your impact on winning because that's all that matters even though the Wizards aren't winning Bradley Beal's impact on winning is good these aren't just empty points he's the yeah. only reason like we said last year they were in the bubble he's the only reason this year that you know they may have a shot to get the 10th seed, even though they're really bad but he just yeah I he's he's easily an all-star starting guard give me your second one
1: okay this is where it gets a little controversial Zach and you can call me being a homer for this, but I'm going to try and win you over. Mm. Bro, I actually have Jalen Brown and let me, let me talk you into it. So I think, okay. So first of all, Jalen Brown averaging um, 27 points per game on 51% from the floor, 42% from three. He's playing good defense. Like what he's doing from the mid range is unbelievable. Um, And he really kept the Celtics afloat with all their COVID stuff this year. Now, here's why the other two candidates for this position are Kyrie and James Harden, right? Like those are the other two guys you can envision starting. Okay. I am not comfortable supporting them as starters. And here's why. So for James Harden, he's been, he's been super good with the nets and he's had a pretty seamless adjustment, but he's only played 11 games with them. And I think that matters. Like I, th- I think that matters. Um, and, and, who who knows? Because like Jalen is going to miss some games and and James Harden is going to keep playing, so maybe I flip flop this and I throw James Harden in there because he is averaging what 27, 11 and eight and he's yeah. shooting the heck out of the ball. Yeah, like he's absolutely balling, But I think you just need more games,
0: I, right? No, I, and it's a it's a very fair argument. And you may hey you may have won me over. I uh,
1: hold on, I let had, me get you on Kyrie.
0: Oh, I don't need to get God and Kyrie. I don't I I, I don't at all. I had, I picked Harden.
1: Okay. Okay, so you you didn't even consider. Okay, I got you. Can I can I do it anyways for the? You listen, can do it uh, anyways for
0: for someone else who's mad at you, listening right now.
1: For for posterity, just so I can piss off more people. Um, and I'm really <laughs> not trying to piss people off. It's just this is just sincerely like my belief, and that's the whole freaking point of being a band, Zach. You get to believe what you believe, right? Okay. So for Kyrie, um, I, I don't know if he n- realizes that this entire professional season has been like hanging by a thread in terms of COVID and what he did by like leaving his team and then breaking the COVID rules to go party with his sister. I have a hard time. Like all of us have a stake in this season as fans and as humans, we need some kind of entertainment Right, and we all want this. And listen, I'm not saying I'm not putting this out. I'm not saying, hey, you know, they should play regardless. No, like if it if they decide it's too dangerous, it's too dangerous. And and we'll support that. But like everyone between the players making money, between the people um like like us, we have a stake in it. And like I thought what Kyrie did was so incredibly irresponsible and immature. Like as a as a fan, not as an analyst, but as a fan, Zach, I don't want him to be rewarded with this starting spot. Especially yeah. when on the flip side, you have Jalen Brown, who is like the ideal human being on and off the court. So take it for what it is. I think Kyrie's a special talent. We know he does a lot of good stuff off the court as well, right? We know he does a lot of good stuff with with uh, indigenous peoples and in the WNBA. but man, like, that just that moment just sticks with me. It really does.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you really have done as good of a job as possible at convincing me on why Brown should start over Harden. And it was already a close debate in my mind in the first place. The only reason I'm sticking with Harden is because statistically he has been slightly better. And then once again, once we said the tiebreaker, as of now, the Nets are ahead of the Celtics in the standings. Not by much, but it's just when you need a tiebreaker, I go that way. But either way, um, that's fair. I, I... I would take either one, but right now I have Harden. Uh, why don't we just – I feel like the starting frontcourt for the East is, like, really non-controversial. Easy. So we can just kind of fly through that. Do you have Durant, Embiid, and Giannis?
1: I have Durant, Embiid, and Giannis. Yeah, I do. There's there's so many guys, like – I was just looking over my list. At, <laughs> KD is a 50-40-90 guy, or, he, like, amazing. he's, he's going to be. Like, there like are so many guys in the are
0: playing amazing.
1: Bro, there are so many on the league who are going to be 50-40-90 guys this year. It's very, very, very weird. Very weird. Um, this is where it gets fun. So I flirted just to let you know, Mm. and you can call me a homer for this. I flirted with trying to find a way to start Jason Tatum. Um, (laughs) just because like, and I was going to make the argument of his game winning shot over Giannis. I was going to make the argument that like, when you consider the way COVID has impacted the Celtics that like, he's, he's just been more important to their team, but I couldn't do it. Um, I, I couldn't do it, but he's, He's a starting – he is having a all-star starting caliber season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you could convince me on Brown over Harden because uh, Harden hasn't necessarily – I don't want to say he hasn't played good because he's been amazing, but their two seasons yeah. have been similar. Uh, Tatum's been great, but <laughs> with the years Durant, Embiid, and Giannis are having, they're all, like, top 10 MVP candidates right now. So, sure. uh, it's – yeah. Either way, this is where it gets really fun and interesting. Um, so, there's three front it's hard. court. Two backcourt and two wildcards. Why don't you just give me everyone else that you put from the backcourt? So that can be the two backcourts plus any of the wildcards you have in the backcourt. Who do you have? Okay. Off the bench as a backcourt player for the East. I have,
1: I have Kyrie and Harden, um, mm. which are shoe ins. And like statistically, these guys are having all-star starter caliber seasons. But I, I don't know. I, I said my piece, and uh, I'm gonna live with it. And then. I only have one more backcourt guy. Okay. And I don't know... Boy. All right. I chose Colin Sexton. Wow. And I want to make the case for He's playing good.
0: It. He's playing really good.
1: I want to make the case for it. A lot of people are going to look at Zach Levine's numbers. Because uh, he, he's 50-40-90 as well, I think. Okay? We can't just look at the numbers. Watch these guys play. Colin Sexton plays better basketball for winning basketball games than Zach Levine. Like mm. there is there's no there's nothing false in that statement. And although Levine's numbers are better, Colin Colin Sexton's numbers are really, really good. And like they're they're not as good, but they're in the same ballpark. And he and also, Zach, he has the signature dub. He what he did in that Brooklyn game was better was than amazing. any moment it was better than any moment of Zach Levine's career. Yeah, that's the truth.
0: So you know, I just you uh you have no Trey Young. I don't. I don't have him. So I don't either. And I have Jalen Brown.
1: Yo, know, we are the harshest.
0: I, we might be. But there's the literally two like seventeen people. All-Star caliber players in the East. Right. Like there are guys who are going to be snubs, and it's not because there's guys ahead of them that didn't deserve it it's because there's legitimately I think 17 players almost in each conference that actually deserve it this year but I have Jalen Brown off the bench
1: uh, let me let me me get one quick Trey point so Trey Young is starting to play better but he was like not not an all-star caliber player in the first half of the year at all no
0: and I've always said that impact to me is the most important thing and I don't think his impact is as good as uh, his statistical numbers show but I only have two guys off the bench who are in the backcourt in the East. One of them's Jalen Brown, and the other one is not Kyrie Irving either. Cause that's why I said you did not have to convince me on Kyrie. I could care less to put him in the All Star game
1: this year. Wait, bro, who, are you gonna say? Are you gonna say Lowry?
0: <laughs> no, I could not find a way to squeeze a Raptor in this year. Uh, if I did, it'd be Chris Boucher. But my other guy <laughs> is OG the guy you were trying to argue against, I put Zach Levine. And okay. I think his numbers are, they're obviously insane. Like, he's almost 50-40-90. He's only 3% away on his free throw percentage. We talk about playing winning basketball. He's really, him, them and the Cavs are tied for, like, record right now. They're both seven games back at first. I think Sexton is playing really well, but I just, I don't know. i have always super low on this guy. I always say that. You know, it doesn't overly translate to winning. I think this year he's taken a step up in that perspective, and he's just had some really big like we're talking about big individual performances. Levine has had some of those himself.
1: So you you can talk me into Levine. Like you can do it. But let me ask you, and and maybe this is being maybe this isn't the best criteria to do this, but if you had to take uh, if you were a general manager, which player would you want on your team for the next three years?
0: I would still take Sexton.
1: I would still take Sexton too.
0: I just I don't know. Up to this point, as much as and this has taken a lot because people know I'm not big on Levine, so it, t- it took a lot. And I just I feel like I have to reward how well he's playing this
1: year. I hey, listen, you're not going to get that much pushback from me. I I'm I would give this to Sexton personally. Yeah, I yeah. I just think he's played better. Um, I, I can't especially,
0: and I can't just like you can't really you 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 say you can't overly argue with Levine. I can't argue with Sexton.
1: Yeah. Look at us. Mutual I, respect. I would take
0: both of them over Trey Young and Kyrie in my books. I just, Kyrie's playing amazing. Kyrie definitely has all star numbers, but you already laid out everything, and I just care for it even more clearly than you. So, uh, yeah, I have five front court players off the bench in the East. Do you want me to name them? <laughs> Please. So I'll run through them, and then you just say yes or no with who you have as well, okay? Okay. Demonis Sabonis. Yes. Jason Tatum. Yes. Nikola Vucevic. No, I don't have Vooch. Bam Adebayo? Yes. And Julius Randle. Yeah. So So who do you have instead of Vucevic? Wait, how did you how'd you have all those guys?
1: Like, all right, so my bench.
0: Oh, wait, you is, just don't have Vooch. Like you okay. I just don't have Vooch. I see yeah. what you're saying.
1: So so we're so, you know, you added one extra basically. Not one extra, but our format's a little different. Um, I don't have Vuj, man. I, I think that Julius Randle is having a better season than Vooch. I think Bam and Abayo is. I think Domas is. And I think Colin Sexton is. And that's basically what it came down to. Right. And, like, it's nothing against uh, Vuj. Like, look at his shooting. If you guys don't know, like, go check out his shooting stats. they're 48-42-84.
0: Off twenty three points per game, eleven point four rebounds, and a twenty seven and a half per, like
1: he is the magic,
0: right? And he's another guy. He's another guy like Bradley Beal, who the Magic aren't good at all. But it's not because Vucevic is putting up empty stats. Like Isaac's out all year. Aaron Gordon has been out for a while. They're so just deteriorated. And Vucevic, I just finally want to reward him for how good he is because this year's also been his best year in the league.
1: I I would have no problem putting him in the game. I wouldn't, and, and I think guys like this need to be rewarded. Um, I don't. I just, it, it's tough. It would be tough to leave someone off my list, but I listen. I totally get it, and, and I, I actually like the idea of rewarding someone because he, he has what one All Star game appearance? Does he have any? I think he's got one. I that can like it
0: up while you stall.
1: In my memory, I can really recall stalling. him.
0: I feel like I can. I can. I can yeah, he does have stalling. one. He does have one. He has
1: one game where I think he wore like 19. that that white all-star jersey, I don't know. I'm going to go look that up.
0: At the end of the day, it was me not caring for uh, to put Kyrie on the team at all. And statistically, Kyrie would make it over a ton of the guys I have. It's just, I don't know. I could care less for the season he's had to reward him with an all-star spot, personally. Especially when you have two other guys on your team who are all-stars and your record's only 14
1: and 11. Zach, you're going to get a lot of hate.
0: Oh, I'm going to get so much,
1: but also get so much oh. love. <laughs> and I am I feel like I'm the, I'm traditionally the harsher Kyrie yeah. critic. And, yeah. and I'm the one like, bro, you got to put him on the scene. And I don't know but, how many
0: times I have to say that. Statistically, it's great. But when you have two guys who are better than you on your team, your record's 14 and 11, and you missed a bunch of time, not due to things that weren't your fault. It was just you just saying sayonara. I know.
1: So Let's run through the
0: west before yeah, we yeah, just, we should recap our, our east pressure. teams first.
1: So just <laughs> run through your
0: east team, and then I'll run through mine. Then we'll move All to the west. Right.
1: My starters: Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid. My my bench is Kyrie, Harden. So yo, know, someone the other day said we should start pronouncing Jason Tatum's name like we do Nicholas Batum because like Batum, Batum and Tatum. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Jason Tatum. Uh, I have Julius Randall. Because he is a legitimate all-star. He might be an all-NBA player this year. Like, seriously. I have Bam Adebayo because although the Heat are Basuda right now, he's like the only thing keeping them from being more Basuda.
0: You're loving that word.
1: Um, I love that word, man. I have Colin Sexton because I just simply think he has been a better basketball player than Zach Levine. And and that's no knock on Zach Levine. And then I have Sabonis. Sabonis is, has taken his game to another level.
0: Yeah. And I started Beal Harden, Durant, and beating Giannis with – Vucevic, Sabonis, Randall, Levine, Brown, Tatum, and Bam off mm. the bench. Let's go to the West. Let's start in the front court starters in the West this time because I feel like this also, this also, I think, should be non-controversial. But who do you have as your three front court starters in the West?
1: Very quickly, I want to put an asterisk. Um, honorable mention would be Tobias Harris. He just oh, yeah. I, you want he, to go
0: through honorable mentions because I have a few.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't make the impact. I think some of those other front court guys make. Right uh, and yeah, that it is what it is.
0: Uh, so yeah, for me, Tobias Harris definitely. Um, as we mentioned, Trey Young, I I would still put him as an honorable mention, and me another guy who Hayward, uh, yeah Hayward, and then Jeremy Grant.
1: Yeah. Yup. Love it. Okay. Nice. Let's uh let's go to the West. West, West Coast. West Coast. You go first. West front court. All right. I have Steph Curry. Of front course. court. Come on. Oh, front court. My bad. No, I have him starting at center. Um, no, I so front court. Sense.
0: He plays some minutes there.
1: <laughs> Small ball. I have LeBron James, 41% from three this year, which is pretty incredible. And he, man, boy, he he's still picking his spots, but holy hell, he's good. I have um, Jokic, of course, no brainer. The front court was a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe even more of a no brainer than the east front court. And then I have Kawhi. Kawhi's yeah. another 50 40 90 guy. And if you watch him play. He's taking his game to another level as well because what he's doing as pa- uh, by passing the ball is like just unbelievable. Like the development we've seen there is really good. So that's why I have my front court. You have the same.
0: I have the same three and a feeling like we may disagree in the backcourt, but we'll see where you go. I don't
1: think we're gonna disagree, dude. I think we're gonna be good. So we we both have Steph. We both have Steph. Okay, good man. And what he he looks? What percentage Amazing. of? What percentage of MVP Steph Curry do you think he looks like right now?
0: Like right up there. I don't know, like ninety percent, ninety-five percent. Like I think he's that good.
1: You want to split the difference and do 90,
0: 92.5? Sure, because the it's like if we had Clay around him, we'd be talking about them in like top three in the West.
1: Clay, by yo, Clay got like ninety thousand All Star votes, by the way.
0: <laughs> All because he called out Rodney. I hate Twitter. that,
1: but I I hate that.
0: Like it's dumb, but that's why they had to take away the I mean, fact I, no. that it was not a hundred percent fan vote.
1: But, like, imagine being imagine being C.J. McCollum, right, who's looking to make an all-star game for the first time, and you're like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, that dude got 90,000 votes, and he literally cannot play. Like, those he should hasn't be
0: played votes. in two years. Crazy, craziness. Right. So Tell he, me your second backcourt guy. I'm ready.
1: I have Damian Lillard.
0: I have Damian Lillard.
1: Let's go, Zach. I like <laughs> when we're harmonious. <laughs> All right, let's – Let's convince the people. You want to take the Dame Lillard argument because I actually think it's the correct argument to make and I think you're going to crush it, enlighten the people.
0: So if we just look at like the raw stats, just points, rebounds, assists, just that. It's not even that far off. Like no. Dame averages about one more point, 1.2 more points, only two less assists and three less rebounds, um but that's just looking at those stats. Dame does it off five percent less usage rate five mm. percent like which I think is insane um he's shooting a higher three-point percentage by a lot a higher mm-hmm. free throw percentage by a lot and their field goal yep. percentages goes in Lucas favor by 0.05 so Dame overall is just a lot more efficient CJ's been out for a lot of the year Nurk's been out for a lot of the year Zach Collins has been out for pretty much all year and the Trailblazers are three games better than Dallas and this just sounds like I'm trashing Luca. Luca's still amazing and he's on my bench. But all of those things is what gave Lillard the edge in the starting nod.
1: So I don't think you can look at Luka Doncic this year and be as afraid of him this year as you were last year. Like, when I watched him play last year, he's he's one of those guys when he plays against your team, you're like, bro, like what are we going to do against this guy? Because he's going to the line – almost t- like he, he's going to get to the line 10 times, right? He's going to make a couple of step back threes. Just when you think you haven't bottled up, he's going to whip some kind of crazy pass. this year is just different. It just is. It, 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 I just, I'm not as afraid. And he is still, he's still a top 15 to 12 range player in the NBA. Like, let's not get that part twisted about it, but he doesn't deserve to be starting.
0: No, not at all. Especially not when Lillard and Steph are playing like this
1: exactly he he, he just doesn't and you know he's he's obviously going to be on our bench but you know who I flirted with Um, I was just gonna say say,
0: what's funny is I automatically just penciled Luca and Steph in when I did it and then so I just I did my like a rough version of my team without looking at anything and Luca and Steph were my starters and then I started to deep dive new research I was like whoa that's what I did you dog Lillard is like yeah I'm definitely taking him over Luca that's funny uh I don't know who well, else. I, went, I can guess who else you flirted with, but I'll let you say it.
1: Okay, so hold on. So I'm, I'm gonna let you guess, but I went through the same process. You know what I did? I went right to the, like the most recent All Star voting, and I was basically like, okay, where do I disagree? Like, where does my gut tell me I'm disagreeing with this popularity contest? Right. And when you look at the numbers, like trust your gut, man. Um, right. And okay, these, t- aren't, t-
0: these aren't our predictions of what will happen. It's what we think should happen.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We should be the only ones who get to decide. Exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to vote me- Zaza Pachulian.
1: <laughs> Tell me who I uh, flirted with for the starters in the West, for the guard. Donovan Mitchell. Bro, you're- <clears throat> Zach's in my brain today. Yes. Yeah. I thought uh, you were going to
0: say butt for some reason.
1: Zach's in my butt today.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely right. not. <laughs>
1: I flirted with Donovan Mitchell, not just because he went to school in Connecticut, shout out Connecticut, but he, so his team is, and the reason I didn't do it is because I didn't want to reward the team thing too much. Like that entire Utah team is firing at all cylinders. Please go watch them play. They are lighting dudes up, but Donovan Mitchell this year has taken the leap. And what's more, he's taken the leap that we expected Jamal Murray to take. Mm -hmm. Like he's, and he and he, I don't know if you guys remember, but Plus like more. you, you can go back and look at our first couple, our first couple shows this year, man. Like Zach and I were talking about how Donovan Mitchell didn't, he, he wasn't really hitting like he used to, but he completely turned his game around. Forty-one percent from three, which is a career high, like by a lot. Twenty-three and a half points per game, four and a half assists, um, playing like good defense, and he's so much better as a playmaker. So yeah. much better as a playmaker he's this year.
0: Very, very, very elite offensive player. And just – Let me ask you this.
1: Long term. Okay. You would take – You would take Donovan Mitchell over Jamal Murray long term, right? Do I even need to ask that? Yeah,
0: we just did our list. And Murray was last and Mitchell was first on mine.
1: Okay. He's he's that special. He really is. Now, do you think – I think this year was super, super, super important for the Jazz because – if they weren't good, I think you would you would hear about some teams trying to pry away Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think you I think you would have heard that. Like I think this year was more sneaky important for the Jazz than what people realize. So
0: I think they have I, to they they have to finish in first so the two LA teams face each other in the conference semis. Uh, and then Utah can play Phoenix and eventually lose to Phoenix, right? So uh, but, No,
1: I'm not a Phoenix believer, by the way. I'm not a Phoenix I,
0: believer. Hey, I'm still on it. I've been on it from the start. So if they actually do well, don't ever tell me I hopped on the bandwagon halfway through.
1: No, I know. And listen, they're still going to make the playoffs. But I, I just think that – and this, this is a bit for another another pod. But, like, I was really high on DeAndre Hayden coming into this year because of how we played in the bubble. But he – someone needs to tell that dude, like, he is seven feet tall and 250 pounds because he he, he has plays his moments. Like he's six foot two.
0: He has his moments. It just yeah, it needs but, to be more consistent. Like when he wants exactly. to, this guy can literally pull down like 18 boards.
1: He, he, absolutely. He just doesn't do it enough. It's He's so weird about his physicality that it, it drives me up a wall. But Because we all see the potential. like yeah. We all see the
0: potential. No, when he has those games, yeah. when he has like 20 and 18, and I'm like, wow, this is great. And then he, next game comes back with like 11 and five.
1: He can turn and shoot over anyone in this league. Anybody He's in really this really nice touch? He's he, he, Zach. You don't have to tell me, man. I'm getting S- all frustrated about it now. <laughs> so
0: so right. we obviously <laughs> both have Luca and Mitchell on our bench.
1: Do yeah, you have right.
0: so, any other backcourt players on your bench? I have one. I have one as well, and it's honestly I've not because I well, know who it is. I was gonna say it's not because I I honestly think there are a couple guys playing better than him that are frontcourt players. I just have to reward the team record, and I wanted to get another backcourt guy in. And like okay, he's wait. still playing really well,
1: but... Wait, maybe I don't... Is it... Hold on. Is it... Is it CJ?
0: It's not. I think... I. To me, he's been out for too long. He definitely would have made the All-Star team this year, which sucks, because he was on pace to definitely make it, but I think he's okay. been hurt for,
1: for too long. Okay, talk me into... Who, who do you got?
0: I have Devin Booker.
1: I... Okay, I thought about it. I thought about it. I don't know. So I ended up putting CJ on there, and and and, and listen, like he's he's gonna be out for I think he was out for four weeks starting January nineteenth. you know, what, I'm gonna change mine because you gotta play more games. You gotta yeah. play more games. And that, that was my exactly. only
0: argument against CJ. And Devin Booker, yeah. honestly, like. He's having an okay year. He's been the best player on the Sun so far. He's averaging 22, 4, and 3.5. And His shooting percentages are okay. Like I just I looked at that. I saw them in fourth in the West, and I thought there's no way the fourth-place team in the West has zero All-Stars. So I got to reward someone on that team for, for playing really well. And I know, I like we said, we typically only use record for tiebreakers, but I guess that's basically what I did between these guys. So, yeah, I did go with Devin Booker because... I don't know. That's why. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know what? I might change mine to his. I have another guy I'm thinking about that I'm kind of looking at right now. I'm and... still.
0: I'm still looking at a couple other guys because I have my two backcourt guys with Luke and Donovan. Booker's a wild card. I'm looking at a couple frontcourt guys that I might take over him, especially considering how uh, one of the teams is doing.
1: Talk me. Okay. Tell me. Tell me your frontcourt guys.
0: So my front court guys, uh, we can do the same thing again, where you can say yes or no. I guess uh, Anthony Davis.
1: Yes. Yep. I
0: got him. Paul George. Uh,
1: yes, I got him.
0: Brandon Ingram. I don't have him. And you aren't ready for this last one. Maybe I'm going against the grain a lot on this one, but he is having a crazy season.
1: Christian Wood. <laughs> Yo, yes, Zach. This is why I was combing through my guy Disney Gary Clark's Twitter feed because he always drops all this knowledge about Christian Wood. He always does it. Like, all these advanced advanced stats, all that good stuff. Um, Yes, Zach. Okay, talk, shed some light on, on C. Wood.
0: Christian Wood is shooting 55% from the field and 42 from three, averaging 22 and 10. So those raw stats mm-hmm. alone are just ridiculous. Not to mention everything he's had to go through this year as a member of the Houston Rockets. Like, James Harden's been there half the season, and even when he was there, he was only half there, and he had to go through that whole drama. John Wall's been in and out of the lineup. DeMarcus Cousins has kind of been in and out. Oladipo's also kind of been in and out, and he only came in halfway through. He's been consistent. He's been a rock. He's been their best player. They're only, like, half a game back of being in the playoffs. Like As of right now, they'd still have a playoff And by the game. way,
1: yeah. No, and, and and by the way, like over the last 2 weeks of basketball, they have they have the third best point to, uh, differential in the league. And he's, he's a big amazing. part of that. And he's
0: he's a solid rim protector. I just I think he's playing way too good to not give him the credit. Um who else? He's got to make he... the team. Yeah, I I he, really hope he does.
1: He's going to be out for like a couple weeks with an ankle thing, but he he's got to make this team. He has to. Let do me you, uh,
0: But do you want me to sell you on Ingram first before you give me your Yeah, sell me on Ingram. Have
1: Yes, so see, I, I was Ingram, thinking about
0: him. He's a top twenty scorer. I think he's eighteenth in the league in scoring. He's okay doing really well aside from just his scoring. Like he's averaging like five points and about, I mean, five assists and about six rebounds. He's another guy who he's shooting right up thirty percent from three. Shooting or sorry, right near forty percent from three. He's at thirty nine point seven. He's Even at forty seven from the field, eighty six from the line, and I think. There's a real debate between him and Zion who's been the best player for the Pelicans and I I've I'm, Zion. I'm flirting I've flirted with Zion over Ingram or Zion over Booker. We've done a lot of
1: a lot of flirting.
0: Yeah, I it's it's the only action I get. But <laughs> I've done a lot of that and I just I think Ingram's been too good. He started off the year like he was going to start for the All-Star game. Uh, tailed off a bit but still playing fantastic. And I think he's the best player in the Pelicans. Which, at the end of the day, that tiebreaker came down to who do I legitimately think is the best on the Pelicans, and I still think it's Ingram.
1: Okay, so go over it one more time. My 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 front court players. Go uh, yes, go over your front court players one more one more time.
0: So Anthony Davis, Paul George, Christian Wood, and Brandon Ingram.
1: Anthony Davis, Paul George, Christian Wood. Okay, so I have Anthony Davis, Paul George, who by the way. Is the Clippers' second fifty forty ninety guy? Yeah, he's
0: another fifty forty ninety. I didn't realize he was shooting that good until I started looking at the stats.
1: It's freaking bizarre. Um, I have Zion instead of Ingram. That's that's our difference. Like Zion so to close me, for me. Zion to me just makes him go though. Like he Zion is the one who is the catalyst of that team, in, yeah. in my opinion. And 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 he's he's starting to. He's starting to figure out how to pass. Um, he's crushing it, man. He's crushing it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I may put Zion over Ingram. I'm really debating, and that's where I came to the conclusion, or the yeah, the conclusion of I do think Zion is the catalyst. He's what makes them them. But I still think Ingram is the better player, even though that kind of doesn't make sense. I, just, I get what you're saying.
1: I, think. I listen. Reasonable minds can disagree. I'm gonna go with Zion. You go with Ingram. We both have Christian Wood. This is who – okay, this is someone that I, I completely – and I just wrote an article on him. I don't know why I blanked. I, I'm, I know who I'm going with for my last spot. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Western Conference Player of the Week, De'Aaron Fox. Ooh, wow. So the Kings' eighth seed right now. Let me tell you Fox's numbers. His last 10 games, my guy has been going off. 27 points per game, eight assists, 4.6 rebounds. 48 percent from the floor on 21 uh 21 shots 38 percent from three he's getting to the line and sacramento has turned their season around i mean they they beat like they beat Jokic, and when Jokic dropped 40 like i watched that game they were really impressive so i i think darren fox has been now that I, like i'm saying it out loud i think darren fox has been better than than devin booker
0: I, yeah, I mean, there's a real argument to that. I just, I felt like I had to reward being the fourth team, the fourth seed in the West. Do you want to know who I've debated putting in this lineup over Booker or maybe over Ingram that we haven't even mentioned yet? I do want to know. A guy who hasn't made an All Star game since he came to the West, DeMar DeRozan. Yo, <laughs> oh, thank you. DeMar is good. He's having a really, really good year. He's averaging players, he's man. averaging twenty six and five, so 6.6 20. right? 6 assists, five point one rebounds. He's shooting thirty five percent from three off two attempts per game, which that's good. That's that's what I, it's really good for him. He's shooting about fifty from the field and eighty eight from the line. And their team right now is fifth in the West. The Spurs are fifth in the West. Keldon Johnson looks great, but Demar Derozan has been the best player on this team. I really think he deserves some love
1: for an honorable mention. I love it. I love that man. And CJ, if he continued to play, man, CJ was absolutely hooping. So,
0: can I finish just the this show on like two rants that I have?
1: Can I give you one quick shout out before I let you rant? All right, give me a shout out. So we wanted to shout out Aaron Pratt. Um, I, I think it, I forget the, the Twitter handle, but Aaron Pratt's a big fan of the show, and and like nothing makes Zach and I happier when people let us know, man. Like you know, the, we we have we have dreams just like everybody else, and we one day want to get paid to talking right about basketball so visit our website theplayground.com but more importantly man it's people like Aaron Pratt that we appreciate thanks AP I hope you're listening man
0: no for sure there's nothing that feels more encouraging than hearing someone say that they listen to you because sometimes I just feel like I'm talking into this mic with no goal but people actually listen uh I got two minutes to make these rants there's two points there's two of them the first one is we need to take away positions when we're voting for all-stars I just thank you I don't think there's any need for them. Besides from the fact that basketball is kind of positionless anyway. You can make your argument whatever way you want. But at the end of the day, it's an all-star game. I want the 15 best guys from each conference. And in fact, that's my second argument. Why do we have to have 15 from each conference? If there's 20 players in the West who are more deserving than you know, the remaining five in the East... Give me the 20 players in the West and the 10 in the East, especially since we shifted to a format where we draft the players. Like They're not playing West versus East anymore. I want to see the 30 best players go at it, regardless of position, regardless of conference, because at the end of the day, when people are arguing legacy, they throw all-star games into the mix, and it's not fair to guys who, like CJ McCollum, if he was in the East, he'd have seven, and he'd seem like such a better player with legacy, but because he's in the West, he hasn't made one yet, and his legacy doesn't look good at all.
1: I mean, you could like look at a guy like Gordon Hayward, right? Like, you could make the case Gordon Hayward is having a better season than De'Aaron Fox. Yeah,
0: and you that's could do the, that. That's the crazy thing is this year the East, like the East, would have Stack. more All Stars than the West if we if we did it this way.
1: Like, so so for Gordon Hayward, there's there's a in my in my mind there's a big difference between being a one time All Star and a guy who does it twice. Yeah, right. The because jump from one
0: to two is big.
1: It is, and and you know it, it's it's the it's it's from being you know okay he got it once to okay this dude was a legitimately good a good hooper so I, Zach I agree with that man you don't need to convince me at all
0: yeah I just I think like I hate how you can be the fifth best point guard or the fifth best guard in the league but because you're in the Western Conference there's four guards better than you so you can't make it or you know if there was no positions then you could have made it I don't know that's my argument guys thanks for listening thanks for tuning in. You can check us out every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Dash Radio or just wherever you get your podcast. Search up The Playgrounder, theplaygrounder.com. Get at us on Twitter. Subscribe to everything because we uh, got a lot of good content. But thanks for listening. We stayed up till the morning, talking till the first light of dawn.